God is good today. We sure do miss our folks here and to see you standing up and worshiping and praising God. We, boy, we miss you. I'm looking at all them seats and I'm thinking about where, where you stand at, but we're, I, we're also real glad for the folks that has tuned in last week and you're here this week. And I, and I want the best I can to, to bring a message of hope. Uh, God, God's a big God and he asks big things. Uh, uh, grace is given to us freely. He paid the price and after he comes into our life, he, he requests a whole lot of us. And then sometimes if we don't do what he says, uh, sometimes he said he chastises his children. I don't know what's going on in the world. I don't have all the answers for that. All I know is I'm going to cast all of my cares upon the Lord because I know he cares for us. And I'm going to put all my hope in him and I want to bring that hope. But the hope that we have in Christ only comes through humbleness, and I want you to know that. Uh, it's, it's a humbleness that God, uh, he, he loves a humble spirit. In James chapter 4 and verse 6, it said, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And sometimes as we preach God's word, uh, we, uh, man, we, we want it nice, and man, I'm thinking about what we're going through, and I need to be nice and sweet today, and I, and I know that, and I think I'm going to be that. But in, but in doing what God would have us to do in the middle of all that, uh, sometimes it's, it's some tough sayings. Uh, it's no easy way out. I know with mother and daddy, they would tell me, if I have to tell you again, you know what's going to happen. We discipline our, our children that way, and we, we know what the penalty is going to be if we don't do what they say. And sometimes it's that way with the Lord. All the time it's that way with the Lord. And uh, so uh, that being humble today is something that we need to think about. And I think about it in John 6, 60, if you've got your pen and you're writing that down, uh, Jesus was talking to his disciples. And they, they said to him, they, they said, this, this is some hard sayings, and who can even hear it? Uh, we, we think sometimes, uh, uh, you know, as we was a child, sometimes if a mother would grab your hand or maybe you had got away from her, maybe a car was coming or something and and she would shake you just a little bit, and she would look in the eye, and she'd tell you, this is the reason why I'm telling you. You know, uh, look at you and say, now, baby, you understand, and we're scared to death. We don't know what's coming. We don't know if they're going to pull that switch out or that belt out, and, and uh, they're just trying to get our attention to children like you could have got run over right there, and you've got to be careful. And so I think uh, the message this morning is one of those things where God wants to shake us a little bit, and he wants to look us in the eye, and he says, you need to be careful not to put your trust in man, not to put your trust in anything other than Christ. Uh, the government are doing what they can. I believe our president, we need to be praying for him every day. He's doing everything that he can, but as a song that we say, all my hope is in Jesus. We need to make sure we keep it right there and we'll be doing all right. I want you to look at these verses. Apparently, some things were going on right here. Apparently, they, they had chosen another path to go on, and so in verse 16, it says, Thus saith the Lord. I mean, that's good enough for preaching to me. Thus saith the Lord. He says, Stand ye in the, in the ways, and see, and ask for the old past, where it is a good way, and walk therein, and you shall find rest for your soul. But they said, We will not walk therein. How many of us have said before, there's no way that I would ever, never, well, you see me doing that. Never. I, I remember uh, 
when we used to have a Hardee's here in town, this man come in and he waited longer than he thought he ought to wait. And, uh, and so he told him this. He said, this will be the last time that I'll ever be in this place. He was making a big deal out of it. Well, I guess them biscuits at Hardee's was a little bit better than what he, what he thought he was. The next morning we all laughed because there he was right in that place. And so it's always been said, never say never. Never say never. I, I know a lot of people that maybe that, that they thought that they would never ever maybe been reading God's word, that they'd never ever be doing anything with the kingdom of God. But now that they're thinking that their best investment that they have is in, in the Lord. Well, it's a few things I want us to look at. Apparently, they, was, they had taken a wrong path. That's why the Lord had come to say this. There was destruction coming, and they had, they had gone another way, and, and, and God had already warned them just like he does us, and they were on the wrong path. That path led, sure enough, to that destruction. And so the Lord is trying to help us. We, sometimes we look at God's word even as those disciples were saying, like, man, that's some hard sins. Who, who, can even, who can even hear that? Who can even deal with that? Well, the Lord come and asked these people to turn back to those old ways. And, and I think about in the time that we are with this coronavirus and, and how uh, people are, are re being requested to stay home more and do things at home more. I hear people talking about making home remedies. I hear people talking about raising chickens that never raised chickens. I hear people talking about raising some cattle, uh, uh, to having cattle uh, to be able to slaughter and have, have food. And people are doing different things. And I think about going way back to them old paths that I was raised in. I got to thinking that I really went from one mile from the house to the grocery store is kind of where I went to. Not a, I never did go to town anyway. I, uh, we would go to Stanton some, but we, we didn't go anywhere. Never went to any ball game. You say, man, you must have been really country. You know, that was, you know, I'm just a very young guy and I know all that, but I, we just didn't go many places. The church that I was going to that, that if you went to, they called it the picture show. It was called the One-Eyed Devil, wasn't it, Renee? And uh, my mother and daddy didn't even have a TV in their house. So you could say, wow. And guess what? We didn't have no cell phones. I mean, we didn't, we didn't have them to go on. So I'm trying to prepare you that, that I don't know what's going to come to pass. But what I can tell you is the Lord, he will always be with you. He'll, he'll never leave you and he'll never forsake you. So sometimes when you have to slow down life a little bit and, and you're not getting to go to all the ball games, you're not getting to do all that, you can cherish some times where maybe in life we've just gotten too busy. And so I believe that here in Jeremiah, I believe the Lord was trying to bring them back the old way. He was trying to bring them back that we need to slow down. We need to, we need to get where we're not in such a hurry that we want run in church and we just barely made it on time and we don't enter to his gates with praise and thanksgiving like we used to. I, I remember on Sunday afternoons after church was over, a, a lot of times mother and daddy, they would go home and they would rest up and they would get ready after we would eat. And sometimes all the preachers would come over to the house, but we knew it was a time of rest. I remember on Saturdays a lot of times that we would be out in the cow pasture playing, playing ball. I've got pictures of eating watermelon, have the whole, whole slice out and, and seeing those pictures. I remember people sitting on the ice cream mixer and churning and taking turns to, to make that ice cream. And as I, and as I look back, that was not a, such a bad thing that we didn't have all the things that we have today to keep us entertained. 
And if we don't watch it with these phones, if we don't get a break somewhere in there, we're going to uh, bricklayers. I was raised and laid brick, and all bricklayers was kind of humped over a little bit. And if we don't watch it before we get older in life, we're going to have a hump in our back a little bit where we're looking at our phones all the time. So the Lord, he, he's told us, he said, come and, and seek those old paths. Seek those, those ways that was good. And I, and I wrote down some things about, about what would be what would be on old paths? What, what's the path? What, what should be on that path that, that you should walk on? Well, I, I think some things ought to be on that path. There ought to be some lost people that you won to Jesus on that path. You ought to be able to look back on that path that you started out with Jesus when you came and, and the Bible says, except a man be born again, he can't enter the kingdom of heaven and, and he can't see the kingdom of heaven. He can't see a purpose in that. But after you got saved, the greatest commission was to seek and save that which is lost. I, I hope and pray that you're on that path that, that God will want you to be. I hope you've been called back to an older path that, that now you're getting opportunities where I'm seeing people set in their trucks People that you would never think that would be listening to preaching on Sunday morning, they're, they're, they can't go in the restaurants and they sit in the trucks and they've dialed into a preacher somewhere and they're, they're concerned. They're, they've never, ever seen anything. And I'm talking about men that are 70s and 80s. They, they've never seen anything in this lifetime, but they, they've been drawn back to slow down and get in a path where normally maybe they would be in the restaurant this morning. They would just be talking about things of the world, but now that they thinking about God. So God may be just be calling us the same way as he did in Jeremiah. He may be saying, all I want you to do, all, all, all this whole thing about I didn't do it, I didn't create it, man created, sin created, just like in the Garden of Eden, and man created this virus. And he said, but all I'm wanting you to do, if you'll just come back to me, if you'll just make a decision through all this has been taken from you, maybe if, if this is just a time that you can slow down and you can realize I didn't have to have all those things that I need in life and I didn't have to do all those things to live in a world that was rushed, but one thing I do need, I need to be in the house of the Lord. I do need my mind fixed on the Lord. And I do need, because God has saved me, I'm talking about the Christian people now, I do need to return to them old ways and them old paths. I can remember being raised in that old church and so many things we can laugh about now, but my mother, she, as I've told before, she played the piano, but it had a mirror on it, Sarah Bath, and she was looking in that mirror. She knew every move that I was making. I don't know why I didn't break that mirror or do something with that mirror so she couldn't watch me, but there was a lot of times I was thinking, Mama didn't have eyes in the back of her head, but she had that mirror and she was watching me. But I, I can remember a whole lot of people I remember people after the end of a service at the altar calls. I can remember the, the altars were just full. I remember people along the steps, people on the front row and, and how they was kneeling at them altars. I think if we look back to those paths that God would want us to go back, not only I think on that path, we'll to look to people. You've got friends that, that don't know the Lord. And the Bible said, let everyone do the work in evangelists. When is the last time that you took the message and you told somebody about how much God loves them and you asked them the question, are they ready to go to heaven? Have they ever been born again? You may say, Brother Eddie, I, I, I wouldn't know how to do that. Even if I went back to that path and, and even if I decided to do that, I, I don't know how to do that. I love what I heard a preacher man say one time. He said, why don't you just tell them how you got there? 
Why don't you just tell them how miserable you was? Won't you just tell them how empty you was? Won't you tell them about that service that you, that you went to when you was a little boy, when you was a teenager, when, after you got married, whatever that time would be? Why don't, why don't you just tell them how you got there? Won't you just tell them that the freedom that you have? Won't you just tell them that that boy that you had down deep in your soul now is full? And uh, the Bible said, uh, he said, my prayer for you is your joy may be full. I don't know about you, but I, whatever's going on in this world, there's nothing can take the place of that peace. The Bible said it's a peace that passes all understanding. There's no peace in knowing that you've got an eternal home up in glory. I talk to so many people, and it's almost like they're about half suicidal. And I just say that in a, in a joking way if I can, but they, they're just in a way, even Heath was riding down the road the other day. He said, Pops, I know, I know where I'm going. I, I'm not worried about it. So I'm telling them, but we need to be cautious and we need to have respect for one another. But it's good to know, ain't it good to know this morning that Paul said, I know whom I have believed in and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him. I think when God's calling us Christians, if I can talk to you, as he's calling us back to a path, what are you willing? There's been a lot of times, uh, Jalen, I've talked to people sick, cancer, seemed like it was no hope. And I, I, I'm ready to believe God with them. I'm ready to pray with them. And the Bible said, where two or three agree in my name, said, I'll be in the midst. And he's a, he's a great physician. We know the Bible said, he said, by my stripes you are healed. So uh, he's a God that healeth all diseases. And, and I'm there and I'm ready to pray. And seem like sometimes the Lord just speaks to me. And I asked him the question. I just want to ask you something. If God would heal you today, if God would look down out of heaven and God would heal you of this disease and we'd be sure to give him all the glory and all the praise, what are you willing to give him? What are you willing to give God if he healed you from this disease that you had? And I would look out today and I would say to the church and I would say to all those who are listening, why don't you get on your knees and get humble today and why don't you put something, why don't you put some cheese in the game as people say and say, God, this is what I'm willing to do. God, if you would heal our nation, God, if we was to call upon you as we preach 2 Chronicles 5, 17, he said, he said if you would just humble yourself and, and pray and turn from your wicked ways and seek my face and just, why don't you just go on? A lot of people say, well, you can't bargain with God. Well, I know in Jeremiah 33, 3, it sounds like a bargain to me. He says, call upon me and I will answer thee. You got to do something. He said, I stand at the door and knock. If you'll open that door, it seems like a bargain to me. He said, draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh to you. See, God has done all that God wants to do and he's looking for a broken and contrite heart. What if you was to come to God today and say, God, I want to go back to an old path. You might not have been raised in a church where, where you raised hand and worshiped God. You might have been, not been raised in a church that you had a liberty to say amen. You may not have been raised in the churches. We got some old-fashioned altars in there. There's some old, old altars just built out of some two-by-sixes nailed together with some stain on them. You never may have had any altars in the church that you want to, but maybe you want to say, Lord, I tell you what, if I can get out of this, I'm going to go to my pastor. I'm going to say, Pastor, it's time. I know those steps are nice, but I think we ought to build some altars. We ought to build some locations that we go to. I believe in preaching as I preach so many times. We ought to go back to a Bethel sometime. We need to go back to when God saved him and when we trusted God with all the heart, mind, body, and soul. And we come to God and, and we say, Lord, I just want to, I want to die to live for you. We know in Galatians, uh, God has something big to ask of you. In Galatians 2.20, our church is one of our church's favorite verses. Talk about being crucified with Christ. 
Lord, I'm nailed to whatever you nailed to. Lord, I'm dying to whatever you dying to. Lord, whatever your purpose is, is what I want to do. I think the biggest thing of being a Christian anyway is you got to love what God loves and you got to hate what God hates. So what, what's on that path if we go back? I'm looking around just like folks is here. <laughs> what's, what's on that path? What's on that path if you look back? That path that God wants you to be on. Yes. Why in the world, how in the world have you been saved so long? Been saved so long. And you've never, uh, a thing's going to be on that path that's going to be a burden. Man, people come to my mind, and you may be listening today, and you may not go to this church, and you may not come much. Look here, I, I, pray, I pray for you people. I mean, I think about it. I, I just think about it. Is this something going to get their attention? And maybe I need to make more phone calls than I'm making. How are you doing? Is it anything I can do for you? Just hoping that that's going to be the time that they're going to say, I, I need you to come by. I need to talk to you, and I, and I pray for souls as we look back on that, on that path. Uh, I, I believe, Kaylee, what we need to see on that path, we, we, we need to see, we need, it already ought to be some lost souls that's done been saved on that path. Man, we ought to be able to go back after I got saved, a few months after I got saved. Somebody asked, what done happened to me? And it opened my door. Somebody asked, where did I work? And I told them how blessed I was and how God done been good to me. And it opened the door where I, could, where I could do that. They asked me about my family. They asked about whatever. And I used that for a two to ask them the question, have you been saved? Since I seen you last, I've gave my heart and life to Jesus. Oh, on that path, there ought to be some old-fashioned ways. There ought to be some ways of not being ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, nor ashamed of the Lord. When the Spirit of the Lord lays upon you, if you're in a church setting or whatever, don't mind getting on your knees and pray. Been several times, even in my barn, and certain things have come up, and we've gathered around, and I have felt the Spirit of the Lord as we have prayed, and God has answered prayers and, and took care of certain things where we didn't know what was going to happen in certain situations, but God came through. There will be some miracles. The Bible talks about how if you belong to Him, you've gave your life to Him, that signs is going to follow those that believe. There will be some God moments in there. There will be some healings in there, Renee. As I remember us being in Vanderbilt Hospital there with your daddy. I remember grabbing his feet and your whole family stood around and, and, and we didn't know. It seemed like that was some dark days. We didn't know what was going to go on. And I can remember the doctor coming out and talking to your family, Renee. Gave you some more years with your daddy. And I remember one of your sisters asked the doctor, said, what kind, what kind of cancer was it? He said, it's the kind that was gone. You ought to be able to look back and you ought to be saying definitely, I believe with everything in me that that was a natural miracle that's gone on right here at the church. I, I remember several times that people's asked for prayer and, uh, and I, it just seemed like it would be like a breeze that would blow through this door to my right. And I remember these altars over here where people was, was sitting on. I believe, remember how people, God delivered people. I remember how some men for the church, we went to a hospital when we was meeting at College Hill and a, a black friend of mine was up there and the wife was there. I remember us going, he lay there for several days and we just went in there in faith to God be the glory. I remember his eyes that already didn't got milky. I, I remember us laying hands on him and, and praying for him. I, I remember him calling out and saying a word and how his wife was just so surprised that he had said anything. I remember when I said to him, tell her you love her. And he said, I love you. And I remember what excitement it was and what a miracle it was. 
Oh, we've seen miracles. I believe on that old path that he's going to send you back to. When you go back to that path, you're going to see God walking on that path. When you, he said, go back to that path where it was good. I remember riding my bicycle. Uh, I would ride from my house. It was probably three miles or so at least, if not four, down to where my grandmother's house was. And I couldn't wait to get there. Right, right before we got to my grandmother's house, less than a mile, on the right side, there was an old water pump. It was the kind that somebody would have to leave you something, a little something to prime it with. But I can remember that water at my house was good out of the hydrant and, and things, but I just couldn't wait to get there. And I remember that I'd lay that bicycle down, and, and I've told this story, but that bicycle I was riding, I, I remember it was in that time, I, I couldn't keep the paddle on it. And I would take some tape and go around. I didn't know what to do, and I, I'd stick it in there. But after I didn't use it so many times, it would get hot or whatever, and gummy, and that paddle would come out, and I'd have to put it in my back pocket. And I remember hitting that paddle around, bringing that other around with my other foot, and hitting that paddle again. But I'd lay that bicycle down, and I'd get right up on that spout. Man, I'd go to pumping on that thing, and I'd get up on there, and I'd just have water all over me. You know what? I believe if we go back to that path that God wants us to walk on, I believe there's going to be a spirit I believe there's going to be a, a different spirit when we come into the house of the Lord. I believe if we go through this time right here, we realize how soon and how quick this privilege can be taken from us. I believe we're going to be so excited to get back in the house of the Lord. And when I say things, y'all take me literally a lot of times, and I, I wouldn't have no problem with that. But I, I believe when we ever get a chance to get back in the house of the Lord, we ought to start a revival. Don't never stop. I believe we're going to be so grateful. I believe we're going to say, listen, man, it's so precious to us and we took it for granted. Yes, we need to go back. When we get on that old path, we're going to see people that we led to the Lord. He said, let everyone do the uh, work of an evangelist. A burden for lost people ought to be on that old path. Tears ought to be on that old path. A heart to worship. A heart to worship ought to be on that old path. I've seen signs, used to see them, don't see them as much as they used to, and it would say, come worship with us. I, and sometimes I, I want to think we ought to say, come watch with us. So many people, they sit in different places, and while the worship's going on, and we could just, matter of fact, we could sing a song that uh, Kaylee, I, I used to sing a long time ago about coming into his, what's that song about how we come into his house that you sang about worshiping Kaylee? Uh Huh? Come on now. What's that? What's the song? I can't remember about, about, about coming entering to his gates with worship. Heart of worship is one, but it's a song that I used to sing about uh, in his house. But we, we need, y'all ain't no help to me this morning. But look here, we, we, need, to, we, we, need, to, we need to realize that, that he inhabits, God inhabits the praise of his people. We, we said last week that it ought not even just be here in the church. It says it's going to be a time that maybe you can't worship in this place or that place, but you're going to worship me in spirit and in truth. I believe one of the last things that we need to look at, there ought to be a heart of worship. So what's the answer, Brother Ed? What is, after you saying all that, what are you going to finish with and what, what's going to be the answer? If I was studying last night, here's what God gave me to the answer is we got to get to the Father. We got to get to the Father. We got to get to a place that we know that we are secured in God. We got to get to a place that we feel the arms of the Lord that's wrapped around us. It doesn't make any difference when all this is over and done with. 
There's all kind of things we need to be in prayer for Larry Saul's family. Tomorrow I have that service at 1 o'clock. Man, that, that's bigger than this virus is going on. They've lost a daddy, they've lost a husband, they've lost a granddaddy, and it's a hard, hard time for them. And they're not going to be able to have a service like normal and think about what they're going through. And we're going to take God's word and we're going to do the best that we can. But we need to have an answer. And that answer is going to be we've got to get back into the arms of the Lord. Do you remember in closing, it was in Luke 15, 11, do you remember the story in the Bible about the man that had two sons? Just two. And one of the sons done, and I, and I think about if the Lord's getting our attention through some mistakes that's been made by man, and if the Lord is standing waiting to revive us again, and the Lord is standing waiting to give you peace if you're lost without Christ today, where, where have I got to get to? We got to get to the throne room of God. And you can remember about the prodigal son. He, he, he left the house and he had a pocket full of money. Man, we was rolling along and everything was going good. Our economy was going good. I'm talking about more people have gotten jobs than they've ever had. I mean, all kind of records have been broken. The stock market has done better than it's ever done before in its life. And I'm talking about we were just going and it almost reminds us we, we, we may have been, just may have been, to the place that the man that was real rich and he, and he fared sumptuously every day and uh, he, he, had, he had fine linen and all that. And, and, and he just said to his soul, he said, you know, I, I think I'm just going to tear down these barns and I'm going to build some bigger barns. And when I get all that done, I'm just going to say to my soul, you know, just be happy. And then the scripture says, don't you know that just today your soul could be required of you? Now, all we got on our mind is this virus, but we don't have on our mind that after in that highway, I've always said, there's just a little old yellow line that's separating you from life and death. I mean, there's just a little old accident that you could stump your toe, you could fall on something, hit your head, you could be out in eternity. That's not gloom and doom, that's just reality. And so, therefore, we, we've got to be ready to meet the Lord in any time. Well, this prodigal son, he went to do kind of like America was already doing. He had his money. He went to his father. He said, I want what's mine, and I'm going to go over this far country where it's just really good and everything's prospering, and maybe it wasn't a bad thing. He said, I'm just going to go and invest. I, it didn't say in there where he was a bad person or whatever, and, but, but he did go, and after he got there, and, and come on, we need to not think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. Maybe when he got over there, maybe it was some things he needed didn't be involved in, and I don't know of anybody that's living no perfect life. If you say that you are, by the Word of God, you're lying. Our perfection comes through the grace of God. And he got over, but the Bible did say that he, that he spent his money with righteous living. And it might have just been reckless living. It might have just been people found out that he had money and they chose to be his friends in a way and, and help him spend his money and he wasn't a good caretaker of his money because it doesn't really say all the wrong that he'd done, if any. But what he'd done, he found himself that he didn't have any money left. And when he didn't have any money left, he didn't have any friends left. And he found himself in getting to a place. Where's the answer, Brother Eddie? He found himself getting to a place that he was right down and he was right beside the hogs and he was eating what the hogs, he was right before eating what the hogs 
was going to eat. And he came to himself. Christians, we need to come to ourselves. Lost folks, you don't know the Lord. Listen to me. You say, well, how, how would I know that I didn't know the Lord? Well, let me tell you this. There's no way you can know the Lord and not know you know the Lord. There's no way that you one day could be headed to a devil's hell that the Lord never wanted you to go to anyway. There's no way that you could have been headed there and he met you on that road of destruction. He put his spirit inside of you and gave you a peace that passes all understanding. There's no, absolutely no way that you could be saved and not know it. So what do we do? We do what the prodigal son, you may be at that place like, man, I'm right down here. I'm not being able to feast on God's word. I'm not being able to feel God's comfort just like that boy was away from his daddy's house. He's thinking, man, I had it made. He come to himself. He said, I don't have to eat here with the hogs. I don't have to live every day in fear. I don't have to live not knowing what tomorrow's going to bring. And that's where we are in America. I asked people, this, this, them old guys this morning, I, I asked them, I said, man, have y'all ever seen anything like that? Brother Eddie, I'm 78 years old. He said, I've never... I said, he said he was 78. I ain't 78. He said he was 78. Amen. I'm 38. No, I'm not either. But listen to me. He, he said, we've never, ever seen anything like this. It's never. We, we don't know, even know anything to be like this. And so I think about that prodigal son, and he said, I'm, I'm at a place that I never thought I would be. And maybe through, like he did, he wasted his. Maybe you've wasted some Sundays. Maybe you've wasted some Sundays on some other things. Maybe you hadn't thought it was important to carry your family to church. Maybe you hadn't thought it was uh, important to go back to them old past, them old ways to read God's Word and, 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 and quit worrying about what those Christians are doing wrong and start worrying about who is it in your family that you're going to love enough that for worst, first thing, you're going to get saved yourself, but then you're gonna, God's going to create a love in your heart that you can go... if. if if everybody that you've ever known that's a Christian is bad in your mind, why don't at least you get saved where you can lead your, Christ, your, your brother or sister or family member to the Lord? This prodigal son was right there going to eat with the hogs. And he came to himself and he said, at my daddy's house, I know there's food to eat and there's shelter. And he said, what I'm going to do, I'm going to go home. And I'm going to go home and I'm going to tell my daddy, Daddy, I, I, I don't want to be your son. I just, just let me be one of your hired servants. And so he made his way to journey back home. And the scripture is going to say, Sister Renee, scripture says that the father must have been looking for him. Said he'd seen him afar off. And he, I don't know, he, he, he just knew it was him. He, he could tell it was him. And the scripture says that he ran and he grabbed him and he hugged him and he, and he kissed him. And I think about how God has been looking for you. God has been searching for you. He's been looking for you to come around the corner. He's been looking for you to turn back to the Lord. And said when the father got him, he, he kissed him and he brought him in. And his other brother was there and his other brother didn't know what to think. And we're not going to get on him too hard at the time. But his other brother didn't know what to think. And, and his daddy said, won't you kill the fatty calf? And, and get a robe and put on him. and get, get some brand new sandals and put on his feet. I'm going to tell you something. God is calling you back. And I know I think it's in Matthew chapter 7. It says, wide is the road to destruction. 
We all tend to want to go on the easy road. We all tend to want to say, man, I just want to hang out. I, you know, I just want to separate out, you know, and we think about how we distance ourselves. Now we're supposed to be six foot away. I would ask the question, look, how far are you away from the Lord? How far are you away from Him? I mean, well, you're six foot, you can't even get six foot. I mean, how long have you been anyway? I mean, have you treated have you treated God like he got some kind of plague? Have you treated the church house like it's got some kind of plague? Have you treated the ministry how why God lets you be born is to be an instrument for him and to be used for him? Something rang my bell years ago and a, and a preacher had a theme on a, on, in a church and it said that everybody can reach somebody. Sir Beth, there's people that you can reach that I can't reach. There's people Houston can reach that I can't reach. People Heath can reach that I'm not going to be able to reach that he can talk to and he can get around people his age and he can talk to them. So let me, let me ask you something. If something was to happen right now, what if it was all over? Or, are you ready to go to heaven? Heath, you'd be amazed how many people that you can lead to the Lord. Jalen, you'd be amazed in working for FedEx how many people that you're around. They're going to they're gonna open that door for you because everybody's talking about this virus and everybody don't have the hope in Christ and they're looking for an answer. They, they want it to be over. Kaylee, it's the same way with you and I. We got all kind of doors. We, we need to go back to them old paths. We need to start doing the work of evangelists. Renee, right in that propane place, you and I, we need to, we need to start looking at every opportunity. We need, to, we, need, we need as Christian people when they say, Lord, if you'll just give us another chance. You know what? We're not promised nothing. We're not promised nothing. We don't know, we don't know where it's going. My hope is it's going to be over in a few days. But you know what? I never thought it was going to get to this place. Now at Walmart, you, you can't go in there with your husband and wife or a couple can't go in there. They want you to go in one at a time because they want everybody separated. And then children can't go in. I never thought it was going to be like that. Man, I thought it when it got to 150 or less, you know, that that was bad it's going to get. I mean, it went down in one day to 100, went to 50, and then it got to 10. Now they'd rather just be just even fewer than that. They don't want us to be. I don't know where it's going, but I know one thing. God said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. He said, I'm going to be your present help in your time of trouble. I'm going to stick to you closer than a brother. I'm going to be with you to the very end. So you know the best place I would want to be? I, I don't want to be just in a world that don't have this terrible virus going on. The worst place I could be is in a world that they've forgotten God and they're not cherishing God and they're not cherishing the time that we can spend together in this church. Let's pray. Lord, I pray today, Lord, for the one that's lost, that's listening today, wherever they are. Lord, they could be a they could already be a member of this church. They could be they could be a deacon in some church. They could be a song leader in some church. They could be a preacher in some church. The Bible says many is going to come to me in that day and say, Lord, Lord, had I done all these things in your name? And he said, Depart from me, I, I never knew you. So God, we don't want to take things for granted. We don't know who we're speaking to this morning, but you need to call out on God. Said God right now, in the name of Jesus, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If the Spirit of the Lord is drawing you today, if you read God's Word and you realize that you're not being, being born again, you need to call out on Him right now. And you need to say, Lord, I want you to come in my heart and I want you to save me. I want you to give me another chance. I want you to put me on my old paths. Bible said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Lord, if you'll save me, put me on that path. I'm going to be a soul winner for you. Now, Lord, we thank you. We just love you today. We thank you for the opportunity that we still have to bring your Word. 
Thank you for the ones that's come and help me. Now, Lord, I couldn't, I couldn't have a better group of people that's around me here this morning to help me. Lord, I couldn't have a better church than I'm pastoring. Lord, just be with the ones that have been here and ain't here anymore. God, just bless them, Lord. Bring them back to us, Lord, if they're not satisfied where they are. Bring them back to us so they can worship with us. We want to tell you that we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.